Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Yesterday we moved into chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians and were introduced immediately to this teaching this truth that after death for the child of God, before the Lord comes again, as indeed he will, that there is a tabernacle of divine design. Or at least that's what the passage seems to be saying, but as I'm going to show you in a few moments, that that is a common misunderstanding I have come to to be convinced. It's a misunderstanding that I myself had at one time and, and actually shared as what the Bible teaches, but I came to realize that's not exactly what the passage is saying. So, it's important that we get it right. But what does verse 1 say of 2 Corinthians 5? For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building... From God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So two things, basically, are told to us in this verse. Number one, that our present body is temporary, similar to a tent. It serves its purpose for a limited amount of time, and then it's taken down, folded up, carted away. And that's a metaphor for our earthly body. It's designed for a limited time. We enjoy it for several decades, which may seem like a fairly significant amount of time for us. But in the light of eternity, it's almost just like one night, spending one night in the tent, camping out, living in a tent, folding up the tent, going back home to live in your permanent dwelling. So we are told, first of all, that our bodies are very unsubstantial and will be destroyed. In fact, the implication is that they can be rather easily destroyed. They're pretty flimsy, like a tent. But we have an indestructible habitation that awaits us. If our earthly body is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal, in the heavens. That's a different kind of dwelling place, and it's entirely the opposite of a tent. It's, it's, it's eternal. It is substantial. It is indestructible. But exactly what this body is and when we get it, that's where the questions arise, and so we'll get into that in a moment after I welcome you to this Thursday, November 24 edition of the Beacon Broadcast. Thanking you for your presence 
and thanking you for your financial help, which is very much needed. All right, we have an indestructible habitation described as a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. That much we are told. This is this is knowledge, divinely given knowledge. It is true. It is it is certain. It is it tells us about the future, it tells us about something beyond this life, it tells beyond the grave. It tells us something that is very encouraging and helpful, but it does leave some unanswered questions. And so we move on to the question of what is the nature of this heavenly habitation. Is it a temporary body? Well, no. It's the opposite of the tent, the tabernacle, that describes our present body. It's a substantial permanent body. But the question is, is it an intermediary body? Meaning, when we die and our souls or spirit, I think those terms are virtually synonymous, synonymous. <laughs> when our, our soul rises to be with the Lord and our body, this earthly body, this tabernacle is buried in the ground, what are we going to be like in heaven? Are we going to be there as spirits or are we going to be there as bodies, uh, spirits within bodies, like we are on earth. We are spirits living within a body. In other words, are we going to be disembodied spirits, or are we going to be embodied spirits? Do we have, in other words, an intermediary body? Intermediary because we know that when Christ returns, he will raise our earthly body that was buried in the ground the one that was destroyed, the one that is decayed, (laughs) the one that seems to be gone forever, he's going to raise that and it will be a glorious resurrection body that is suited for heaven and is going to last for eternity. Now, the question is, what about that period between the time that we die and go to heaven and before the Lord returns and resurrects our glorified bodies Is there an intermediary body that contains our soul during that time or not? What is this text saying? And I read it again. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Now the text goes on, and there's some other things we'll look at that will further elucidate what is what is said here, but just reading that text disconnected from other parts of Scripture might lead us to conclude that there is, in fact, a temporary intermediary body. We will not be in heaven as disembodied spirits, but let's think that through. The problem with that is that the Bible only speaks of one future body, not two, unless this would be the only place where a second body, an intermediary one, is spoken of. But if so, that's information that's not found anywhere else in Scripture, and that's information that seems to conflict with what is found elsewhere in Scripture. 
And furthermore, if you just think about it without even considering other scripture, you would realize that to to have a body of this type, an intermediary body, means that ultimately we are going to inhabit two, listen to me now, two temporary bodies, right? The one we're in now, which is temporary, and we'll die someday and go on the ground. And then if we have one that is intermediary in heaven, but that one's not going to be our permanent body. Our permanent body is the one that will be raised when Christ returns the second time. Well, then what happens to that intermediary body when we come back with the Lord to receive, to to be joined to our resurrection bodies, our glorified bodies? That one has to be disposed of in some way. It turns out to be temporary as well, even though it is presumably more substantial than our earthly one. But this really raises some questions, doesn't it? Particularly when the language of verse 1 doesn't speak in terms of a temporary body, but rather a permanent one. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, and then this phrase, eternal in the heavens. But if we receive that body, when we die and our spirit rises to be with the Lord, then it's not eternal. It's temporary until our eternal body is raised from the grave, right? Right. And so we come to the conclusion that this passage really does not speak about an intermediary body. The reference in verse 1 is to that future glorified body that Christ raises at his second coming. We have doesn't mean we have immediately. It means we have coming. (laughs) There's still something future here. We die, our souls go to be with the Lord, and we await the second coming of Christ so that we can take possession of the eternal body. There's only two bodies. The physical one that we have now, the earthly one, and the eternal one, a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And there is not a third one. There is not a third body. There's not a third option here. But this is a puzzling passage. And some have said, well, maybe he's talking about our heavenly mansion. But no, the passage is about bodies, not about mansions or any other shelter or covering. So the conclusion is that this is a reference to our eternal glorified body, even though on the surface the statement seems to be saying something different upon careful thought and closer examination with Scripture that cannot be the case. It means that future eternal glorified body which we shall receive when Christ comes again. Both the text itself as it unfolds and Its comparison with other places in Scripture lead us to that conclusion. So that's something to know. It's very important, isn't it? Something to know. Our present body will be destroyed. That we didn't have to be 
told by divine revelation. We can tell that by observation. But number two, we have an indestructible habitation, but there will be a time when we will wait apart from that. In other words, yes, there will be a time when we will be, if you want to use this term, disembodied spirits. Now, let me give you further support for that. In the book of Revelation, we find a reference to the souls of those who have been martyred, who are waiting under the altar. The souls. They don't have a substantial body, eternal, made without hands. No, they are, if you want to use the term, disembodied spirits. The reason I say, if you want to use the term, because I recognize the very use of that term seems undesirable, doesn't it? But we'll not feel that way, I can promise you that. When we are in the presence of Christ in our spirits without our body, we are going to feel perfectly at home. We are going to feel completely well. We are not going to feel like anything's missing except our knowledge, what has been revealed to us by divine revelation, informs us that there is something that is yet coming. So it's only the knowledge of what the Bible tells us is coming, namely an eternal body that we will receive, that would cause us even to be aware that we are not complete. But our sense in that day is going to be one of perfection, completion, satisfaction. We're not going to feel that anything is missing. We're not going to say, I don't feel like like I, I, I want to be in this state. When we're in heaven, we're going to say, I am delighted to be here and to be in this state. And if this were my eternal state, that would be perfectly fine with me, but it's not. I know by divine revelation that something more is coming. And that more we will talk about on the broadcast tomorrow. Please join me then. Until then, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.